0: 0818 715 815.
1: Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. 51551 is our text number. Martha, good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon, Joe.
1: Do you think there's any possibility this collector could be genuine?
2: I don't know. Maybe she is, Joe. I didn't see her myself. It was my husband who took her message at the at the front door.
1: Even though the organization she's collecting for say they don't have collectors, um door to door collectors. So tell us tell okay. us what happened, Martha.
2: So my husband was heading out to the supermarket last Thursday evening, so it was dark about five o'clock. And uh when he when he closed the front door she was right behind him and she said, Oh hello you know, introduced yeah. herself. I'm new to the road, uh, very nice to meet you. I'm going to be doing a run in aid of the Marie Keating Foundation um, and your neighbours have all, you know, the neighbours have been very kind. In fact, your next door neighbour, we we'll call her Mary, yeah. has just sponsored me and my husband recognised Mary's name as as the next door neighbour. So, This woman seemed very chatty and friendly. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Uh, My husband knew that somebody new had moved in across the road in number 11, where she said, you know, she was living and told him where she had moved from and everything. And then uh, he said, well, I'm really sorry, but I actually don't have any cash on me. He never has cash. And she said, oh, don't worry, you can revolute me. And uh, she showed him the sponsorship form thing that she had and he could see several names on there that he recognized of neighbors, and they seemed to have been very generous in their offerings there were many fifties on the on the list okay, yeah. um so he sort of thought, well, this all looks you know it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck so mm-hmm. he said, well uh, you know i'll I'll revolution you and he opened up his revolution and he had forty quid on it as it happened, and he gave her that money, and told me about it when I got home from work, talked nothing more of it and then Friday evening. Uh, texts started to come through on our neighbourhood WhatsApp group of people saying, I'm not sure if she was 100% that woman, you know. Mm -hmm. Something about it didn't stack up and she had given different house numbers to different neighbours. One neighbour reported her as being uh, 12 or 13. You know, according to my husband, she was late 20s, so... and and somebody else spotted her with a group of young lads behind her outside. So Mm -hmm. the the picture just didn't stack up. And then I mentioned it to some other neighbours in the locality and they texted me this morning to say that same woman was on our road yesterday giving the similar story.
4: Collecting money.
2: Collecting money. Collecting money. And the more WhatsApp groups I put it out to Joe, the more people came back and said, oh yeah, she was here, she was here, you know. So it was all within the locality. And then this morning I happened to be uh, out for a swim and I mentioned it to my swimming buddies. And one of them said, oh, something similar happened in Port Marnock to my dad a few weeks ago.
5: Okay. This
2: woman called the door and said, uh, you know, she was collecting and she said she was a daughter of his neighbour. And, you know, so he didn't have any money, felt bad and, and uh you know, at a later stage, called over to this man and said, Oh, I, d- I felt bad. I had no money to give your daughter. Mm-hmm. And the man said, I don't have a daughter. So okay. I, I don't know if it's now, a related scam or the same woman, or I, I don't okay. know.
1: Now, well, well, you know, when you, you say, I'm doing a run, I'm looking for a sponsorship, you normally get the money after you complete the challenge.
2: Well, that's true. That's true. But, but she wanted guess... the money
1: beforehand.
2: She wanted the money up front, but I suppose in this day and age, it is quite unusual to get people door to door looking for sponsorship. Yeah, it is. It is, it is. And the, on, the only hook that would have drawn my husband in was that she said she was a neighbour. We live on a cul-de-sac and okay. it's a very friendly, you know, welcoming place. Well, she said place. she was collecting
1: for, for the Marie Keating Foundation. <laughs> she did, um, yeah. And Liz Yates is a CEO of that wonderful organisation. Marie, good after, okay. or Liz, good afternoon of the Marie Keating Foundation.
4: Good afternoon, Joe.
1: Do you have door-to-door collectors out at the minute?
4: Not at the minute, Joe. No, we do not. Okay. And when we do, um, those door-to-door collectors, or anybody indeed collecting on behalf of the Marie Keating Foundation, carries clear identification. They hmm. would never ask for cash. Okay. Um Okay. They would also know uh, everything about the the charity and the work that the Marie Keating Foundation does. And we would always show our identification um, and show exactly what we are fundraising for.
1: Is there any possibility, Liz? Um, I think you know the suburb. It's a pretty identifiable um, suburb. It's not a sprawling suburb by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Could somebody be... Out of the generosity of their own heart, uh, be in a giving mode and say, "I'll go around and collect money for the for the Marie Keating Foundation, and I'll send it to them." Are you aware of that? Um,
4: and that, as as your caller there said, Joe, Marty, that, yeah. that that very rarely happens. You know, yeah. if anybody is organising a fundraiser on our behalf we liaise with them we talk to them we give them the on you know normally people Mm -hmm. use online secure donation methods to fundraise now through social media through website through um legitimate websites they do not ask for cash, and you must have a permit to ask for cash. So oh, if anybody point, yeah, yeah. is asking a person, you know, for a cash mm-hmm. donation, even if it's on the street, they must have, you know, they must have a, a permit from the local guard, a superintendent. So I would always question anybody. We we don't have a revolute account, you okay. know. So um, yeah, and, and so that would immediately, I suppose ring an alarm bell for me um if anybody called to my door. And I, I really want to thank those people who have brought this to our attention. We've had a number of calls today and you. it's okay. it's extremely okay. distressing to think that somebody is abusing the trust of those people who have you know who are very much support the foundation and would genuinely want to give to the foundation. And mm. um, we rely fully on, on fundraising to support our services around the country. And unfortunately, you know, you have one or two cases like this okay. that um, abuse that trust. Um, so we have referred this matter to the Garda now. Okay. We've actually been given a description of the, the people involved uh, to the, the local Garda station. And we're hoping now that um, that this will be stopped, and that that uh, that you know that people will not get away with this, pr- frankly. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's such a I man. such a. How long is the Marie Keating Foundation going now?
4: It's actually 25 years 25. now, Joe. Would <laughs> yeah, you believe okay. we're celebrating our 25th oh. anniversary this year? And, and I, uh, I had
1: um, Liz. I had the unique privilege of meeting Marie Keating, and interviewing oh. Marie Keating when oh. Bi- when Byzone were starting. And we did a, a, a piece with them on the Gayborn Radio Show yes. up in Dublin Airport, and all the mothers came along, not the yes. boys, including Marie, and she was a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Uh, are, but taken taken way too soon. But it's an incredible. By the way, how do people legitimately help you?
4: Well, we have on our website, Joe, um, we have a, a donation option, and anybody right. can okay. make a donation at any at any stage. Um, you know and we very much rely on fundraising unfortunately less than yeah. 2% of our funds uh, wow. uh come from government sources and we would support about 20 to 25,000 people every year all around Ireland unfortunately cancer uh, numbers yeah. are growing yeah. all the time and people need our support more and more so we are so grateful you know to the gen- to the public mm-hmm. to corporate partners but to f- for funding our services, which enable us to, to support people at every st- step of the cancer journey.
1: And people, all I've noticed is before, people can log onto your website, very easy to find because the name is so familiar, very easy to find and you can see when the mobile units are coming uh, to your That's area. Right. And right, yeah, and you bo- can see bo- yeah.
4: we're, we're, uh, we're down in Killarney and Cork at the moment. We have three mobile units, Joe. They go to around 400 different uh, community or towns, um, and all our oncology nurses offer free one-to-one consultations. So if anybody has any concern about cancer, they're allowed to, you know, they can talk to our nurse, you know, ask any questions if they have any concerns or worries, and. You know, catching cancer early is absolutely key because unfortunately, Marie was only 51 when she passed away from cancer, and actually, it was a very curable form of cancer that she had. So, if people had known the, the family had known the signs and symptoms and how to spot mm. cancer early, she may still be with us today. Yeah. And that's that's the key thing. So that's what our nurses are doing: educating I, I, people how to spot cancer early.
1: I was unaware that you only that 98% of your income you have to raise.
4: We have to fundraise. Yes, yeah, so that's wow. over two million a year, Joe. And, so that so know, that
1: makes the the carry on of this person. All Unless, the uh, by, by the way, they can contact really. us if they're telling us they're just on the way to, to the to the office with the money. But um, give, given given that you need money, it's terrible that somebody it seems is going around. You say there's no authorised door to door collectors collecting money, and there seems to be trading on the goodwill of the foundation which is uh, 100% um, Well that's
4: what I would, would yeah. be so worried about Joe because we adhere to the highest standards of corporate governance you know we've won awards for our governance and mm. you know and particularly in relation to fundraising you know which is you know I suppose at the, coming up to Christmas and at any time you know There are always scammers out there but you know we would just say to people always be vigilant do ask the questions ask to see the id ask the questions about the charity and you know and indeed call the charity if you have any you know doubts at all about uh, the person who is fundraising on their behalf
1: okay so just uh, mariekeating.ie m-a-r-i-e you all know the name true to Ronan and and the, the family Marie Keating dot ie and and Linda as well uh, Marie Keating dot ie and it's very easy to donate please very what an incredible foundation and you'll also get the list of where the units are the mobile units are this week next week and indeed right up to them beyond Christmas and it mightn't be in your area eventually will but if it's in the area of a friend of yours why not say it to them. Uh, Liz Yates, CEO of the Marie Keating Foundation. Uh, God, Godspeed all your work and all your, your nurses and your drivers. It's an incredible, um, incredible organisation. Martha, thanks for alerting Thank us. You so to, much. Not at all. Thank you, Martha, for alerting us to it. No problem. Um, I just didn't I, I, want as anybody else yeah, to uh,
2: give, give their money, yeah, you know, to,
1: uh, to, to, to a to charity that sort of to a foundation yeah. that needs the, yeah. that needs the money. That's the, that's the thing. I did not know. I don't know whether you did, Martha, that the Marie Keeney Foundation, aware. after 25 years, still only gets 2% from the state. And the incredible longevity, the, the incredible consistency and, per, and persistence of their work. Um, as I say, one of the well, all charities we're told is trust, are trustworthy. But Maria Keating, as we know, has been around so long um, that of course it's a, it's above reproach, and it's terrible to think that somebody that somebody um somebody is masquerading uh, as Indeed. collecting for for the foundation. Now, if they're not masquerading, we they can ring us and tell us how much they collected, and uh, we'll organise to get it out to. Uh, The Marie Keating Foundation in their offices out in Lucan. Okay, Martha, thanks. Thanks indeed. Joe at RT.ie. 51551 is the text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. Jeremy, back to uh, these bogus collectors. You're in South Dublin, Jeremy. What happened?
0: Yeah, so we had an experience during the summer where a, a lady had called to a number of houses in our estate mm-hmm. and had a couple of stories. The first story was that she was raising money for her niece or nephew who had a very rare type of cancer. But she landed on the door of, of a consultant that lives in our estate.
5: Mm-hmm. And the
0: consultant obviously started questioning her a little bit more about the type of cancer and the type of treatment and where she was having the hospital treatment, etc. Um, and eventually kind of got to the bottom of it that she she, she wasn't who she was um, and was able, to not get money, but she, she had got money off someone else in the estate previously just, and then had come back probably a week or so later as the Marie, Marie Keeson official, and, Fission, and, and was, was knocking around in houses, raising money for that particular foundation. But we have a camera in our estate yeah. and we were able to catch Herself, albeit in the distance, and the car in the Reg Place, etc., etc. and were able to report it to the guards, and in fairness they were very quick to to respond. And it had been something that had been going on, apparently, in the previous months before the summer in this area. So, this particular lady or individual has been has been doing this all over Dublin, I believe.
1: And what do you know? What happened? Did the guards ask her what she was up to?
0: No they didn't get her in the end. We okay. we rung and I think it was a Northern Reg car and they found it difficult to, to, to basically find it. But there was a person in the car waiting and I think the second time she went back to the same house with the consultant and she recognised her and, and ran her off the property. But of course okay. she got in the car and got away before the, the guards were able to do anything about it. But it obviously seems to be very common.
1: And did you, did anyone report it to the charity I wonder?
0: I'm not sure actually. Okay. The, the guards were very good in fairness. They, they took the CCTV okay. footage. And had done a bit of research on it. But well, as I say, it's it's
1: it's it's all the more uh, upsetting when you think, as I say, Marie Keating Foundation, ninety-eight percent of their income is fundraising.
6: Yeah, it's the generosity
1: of the public. So if anyone is purporting it's. To say that I know it's dishonest honest, and if if that's what's happening, it's uh, criminal. But it's also deeply, deeply damaging in terms of income to a charity like the Marie Foundation, like the Marie Keating Fa- Foundation. Okay, Jeremy. Um. The the, the, the thanks a million, Jeremy. Um. And no, why why does your by the way why does your estate have a camera? Yeah.
0: No. Just in t we had a Good few it. problems over the years. Okay. And a couple of the neighbours came together and decided to, to put a camera up in someone's garden because we had a few break-ins um, and it's worked a treat, anything that's happened, we've been able to catch on camera and we've, we've had a couple of incidents or so and a lot of young kids around as well, so obviously the, the family is quite happy just in case something does happen. You just okay. have to be careful.
1: Okay, okay, Jeremy, uh, Malka, thanks a million. By the way, um, I see that Channel 12, which is a, 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 a one of the major TV stations in Israel, um, It's a commercial station and normally regarded as very reliable. This is a, a text I've got from the Ireland-Israel Alliance who, who uh, have been working on this. And they say, according to Channel 12 News, it appears that the Irish citizen, nine-year-old Emily Hand, is on the list of hostages due to be released tomorrow. That's now on the public domain through Channel 12. Our prayers are with her family and they must be going through a torturous time waiting. So let's hope... Well, let's hope all the hostages get out, um, are released, not get out, are released um, uh, as soon as possible. But anyway, that's from Channel 12 News, and that is a, a station within Israel. It's not, um, with that's normally uh, reli- reliable, I'm told, and as I say, uh, it's so reliable that the Ireland-Israel uh, alliance are... are uh, putting the making that the public okay fingers crossed fingers crossed for that poor family and every, every family every family that's been tragically affected uh by the happening since october uh, the 7th carol dylan carol good afternoon joe at rt.ie 51551 what what happened
3: good afternoon joe how are you
1: good 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 what happened
3: what happened? Well, what happened was I have recently applied to on the I suppose it's the Ireland State Savings Agency mm-hmm. uh, through on post because I had a dormant account, account, a savings account that went dormant, and okay. because I hadn't used it for a long time, I've been opened it up myself. My well, what's, a, what, it. what's a long time,
1: Carol? In the world we live in?
3: In the world we live in, I I see from my records here I opened it. It appears I opened it in 2015. Myself and my husband, joint account, regular savings account.
1: Well, how long have you had a transaction?
3: And I, the last time I had a transaction, I believe, was 2018, that I had a counter-transaction, yeah, but that's, if you know what I mean. But that's
1: yeah. Not, that's not too long ago.
3: That's <laughs> not too long ago, but I suppose COVID was in the meantime and also... Yeah, but hang I on, had,
1: COVID, you should have been given some leeway for COVID because people couldn't go out.
3: Yeah, but anyway, anyway they so, decided it was so, dormant and Donald, I didn't okay. really, I didn't really, That I didn't have a problem with that. I see that prudent financial controls because okay. it was, you operate the, the the account by a passbook. So say I'd lost the passbook, somebody could have, you know, had yeah, it and yeah, appeared. Okay. and So anyway, the account is in my name and my husband's name. So I had to go through a rigmarole of a form and to send in back into this uh, state savings agency. And it had to be accompanied by various certified or original documentation proving our ID, photo ID, which I accompanied our passports, and also proof of address by a utility bill and another piece of documentation. So gathered it all up, got it all certified, okay. sent it in, hoping for my... Um, for my, uh, for my, you know, check back in the post of my funds, which I, you know, because I wanted to close the account. And um, I got a a letter in the post uh, yesterday uh, addressed to both of us, David Mm. Dillon and Carol Dillon, dear customers, in order to complete your repayment request, we still require documentation for Carol. Proof of name, a copy of marriage certificate is also applicable if documentation is in maiden name. Now, There's no way they, my name was ever, I ever used my maiden name. I'm 26 years married. I've been using my married name since shortly after that. Mm -hmm. So they made an assumption that I'm married. And therefore they made an assumption that I'm married to David, but they asked me for my marriage certificate. And they didn't ask David for his (laughs) marriage
4: certificate.
3: So they asked me to prove I'm married to David, but they didn't ask David to prove he's married to me. And, well, they made an assumption that we were two married people. And also, why, if I provided everything
4: Mm -hmm.
3: that they requested, all that documentation, passport, which is in the names we use, proof of address, everything, why do they need to know anything about my marital status? We are two individual names with a joint account um, on on the passbook. So what's what's our marital status got to do with it? And why ask me and not, not him as well?
1: And the, and the letter. And this is written in November twenty twenty three. This 2023, month. Twenty twenty three, Joe. Yes. Yeah no, it's and not this it's is, not
3: nineteen twenty three. Exactly. And this
1: <laughs> is in the week when the tea shock, oh, it's been going on for a long time now. They say we have to get that clause out of the constitution of women's places in the home. And yes. there we are, a state yes. a state body saying, um, proof of name.
3: Proof of name. Which proof I'd already name. sent them sent them a copy of my current passport which is in the name that's on the passbook for the for the account and address details but now further proof of name and suggesting a marriage certificate i mean is also
1: applicable if documentation is in maiden name i.e. that applies to you not your husband obviously
3: exactly because no, you know men don't have maiden names only women have maiden names
1: yeah but, uh, <laughs> but women, women have a lot of women don't take the man's name now
7: Precisely, Joe. And a lot of Precisely. men take the
1: woman take it a double yeah. barrel, there, yeah. I don't yeah, know if there's any man any... that's ever which should happen if if it's so desired. I don't know if any if any man um, ever took his wife's name as his surname. I don't know well, where why, it came from that women have yeah. to take the man's name.
2: Exactly. But even
1: even you still meet some young um uh, forward looking Uh, People get married and they still take the uh, husband's Mm. name, which is their choice, of course, but you don't have to. Yeah,
4: But,
3: you know, know, taking a name, you're born, when you're born, you have no name, you're just given a name. So it's just a name. And being, being a family with children often having the same name, I found, and that's my personal choice, that that just makes things easier in identification. And that's a convenient way for me to live. But there it is. I had all the proof. Well, they're gonna have to I think that's a reason. I
1: think that's a pro forma letter, which they're gonna have to change forthwith, because we've asked on PUS to run the state savings team. If two account holders created a joint account as a couple, had the account for years, would they need to prove they are a couple by providing mm. a marriage certificate in order to close the account? And the answer is no. Unless no, no, no. there has been a name change that has been notified to us. I just wonder is this a an old pro forma letter that's just yeah,
3: um, you're template, possibly right, yeah. Joe, just fired out and also, you know, left and nobody considered that, you know, we've moved centuries later to not hmm. treating people, you know, about their marital status. It doesn't make make a difference. And it's a le- to I don't want the name, fund.
1: but is the letter actually signed or is it one of those letters saying?
3: No, it's not signed, Joe. It's, it's yours sincerely. Manager, repayment date savings. So no name whatsoever on it. It's like
1: a letter you get yeah. from, you know those let, those annoying letters you get from solicitors where they won't, you can't yes. read the name, it's just a squ- yes. scribble and then the a name. The well there isn't even
3: a squiggle yeah. though, it's, there is that, no yeah. name. So yeah. uh, it says
1: in order home. to complete your yeah. repayment request we still require, we still yes. require the following documentation. So where are we now in terms of getting this money out and the two of you running, well, a, no running away? Well,
3: I, well, I've, I have to go back now and and, if, uh, and send them in a copy, a certified copy of my marriage certificate, and uh, and they might get me my money what back.
1: What then. do you mean certified?
3: Well, they need original, and I, you know, I understand this. You, you either send the original document, mm. or else you get the the document certified by a solicitor, or you can also they tell you you can go to a post office counter with that and proof of your ID, and they will certify it there for you. Okay. A member of On Pust. An on employee will do it at a counter for you. So I could do that and then send it back in. And then they might give me my money back. So
1: And the only thing I the only thing I I, I, I know because on now do so much because the banks have mm. headed for the hills, yes. um we're we're backing Brave and then they all head mm. for the hills as we discovered this year when the branches were about to be closed in IAB but they did after call to this program, and I think three independent EDs marched into the headquarters one of the one of the days that week, and they they but because the rank branches are closing. And you'll mm-hmm. go, to, you'll go to a bank branch now, and you'll you'll be met by someone at the door, usually yeah. a very pleasant security man or woman, saying, w- w- "What are you going in for?" No, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. All we, we have in the foyer yeah. is two is two um, ATM machines and uh, yes. anyway, okay. and a
3: person to help you use the machine. But yeah. I have to say, though, I did go to a uh, um, to when I gathered all my documentation, I did go to the countertop at a in a post office. And on, on post, you know, you must remember our, our agents of the... Of uh, yeah, the and they're very,
1: they're very, very and busy. they were
3: more than helpful, yeah, though. They were um, really good, yeah. I mean, now you could not fault uh, on, an on post, post office staff member. Because oh, absolutely. She went thing... through everything with me. And, but she didn't even say to me, you're going to have to send your marriage certificate. She yeah. said, no, I think it's all in order. You should be good. And she sent it on in for me. So it's it's just I think in in the state savings they they're still antiquated and as you say a pro forma okay. just document. Just what happens? Out, what happens
1: know? if you because you buy them through the, the state savings? Well, a prize bond. Say you want to. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever won anything in the prize bond. I know people do. I'd love to hear from them. Mm, I'd love ha- to hear from them. How, too. Do liber- <laughs> how do you liberate your prize bond forty or fifty years later?
3: Yeah, well, so Joe, I, I think, yeah, I would say it's exactly the same because you can't do that. I don't believe you can do that at, at a non-plus counter. You you still have to go through the state savings, and I can tell you that if they continue like this, they'll actually put people off using buying those those products, you know, because, mm. you know, you want to be able to withdraw the money, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just get take it out if you want to use it. You know, it's yours. So I don't know. I'm still waiting, and I will try again now. And, okay. uh, and to get my money. And um, what are
1: you going to do with the money? Well, I'm going
3: to have a
1: good Christmas, Joe. That's what I'm going to have. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> let's liberate that money. Let's, let's liberate it, Joe, for money. a good Christmas. Okay, listen, okay. say, Marta, say, listen to Marie. Marie, what happened with you and your bank?
3: Um, well, um, on the advice for Solicitor, while making our wills, we were advised to, uh, mm-hmm. to make our accounts joint accounts. We've both had separate accounts for years. And just on the advice of the solicitor, we said we would uh, uh, put each other's names on the accounts to make them joint accounts. And mm-hmm. similar happened to me when we went to the bank to do it. I was asked for my maiden name.
1: Did it say why?
3: And I asked why and the young girl just said, it's, it's just policy. Just tradition. Just tradition. Yes, yeah, tradition. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> tradition. And uh, I just smiled and I said, God, I thought this was done and over with years ago. But uh, I was quite
1: shocked
5: to be asked for my maiden
1: name. And in the meantime, we're having a referendum soon about... Yes. ...how it's still there. But anyway, women in the home, the woman's place in the home. Okay, and the state will (laughs) do everything to facilitate that. uh, Not. Um, Marie, thanks indeed. And uh, Carol, thanks indeed. Joe at rt.ie 51551 is the text number.
0: Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715
1: 815. And Joe at RT.E. Brendan O'Bourne has contacted us. Brendan, this seems like we're well used to jaw-dropping increases in Ireland. Mm -hmm. But student accommodation going from €11,000 for basically a bedroom with access to a kitchen in a common area, going from Mm -hmm. €11,000 for the year... To fifteen and a half thousand. Why?
6: Yeah.
5: Um, well, basically, they've decided to increase the number of weeks. You no, know? the my daughter, she's on a forty-week contract at the moment, so okay. she stays from September to June. Right. And they've increased it from. She basically next year they're asking us to agree to a contract that would be from the end of August to the end of August of twenty twenty-five. Ah. From the end of August twenty twenty-four to the end of August twenty twenty-five. And I suppose for most students, the normal thing is is in the summertime not to no not to stay in their accommodation. Yeah, so and then the, really the accommodation
1: normally, if it's purpose built student accommodation, the accommodation is rented out to tourists yeah. or whatever by the suppliers.
5: Mhm, that's it. So that's, that's
1: it. changed.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's changed, and it's all kind of happened very quickly because um, my daughter got a she got an email. From the company, the the company that owned the the residence, on the thirtieth of October, kind of offering her this new contract that mm-hmm. she had just two days to to agree to the new contract that would be for fifteen and a half thousand for for next year, and I thought that was very unfair you not know, to put such pressure on to kind of to, to yeah. sign up
1: given the pressure uh, in um, two days given supply and demand yeah. um so mm-hmm. they basically said we're we're going from eleven thousand to fifteen and a half thousand, but you can stay mm-hmm. even though obviously you, you, it's rented accommodation in Dublin or whatever, but you can stay mm-hmm. for the whole year now but yeah you, you, yeah, but that's not what you what you want what's the well, op- that's, that's what's the plan b if you don't agree you're gone are you
5: yeah I think that's it that's the only option there is um you see, well, the first two years, this, this is her second year there, and the first uh, two years she had a 40-week contract. So I kind of don't understand why they can't just continue offering the same contract again, no? Uh, it's worked the last two times, so
1: that's... Because that's cool. now, cause they don't have to rent it out during the summer. Um can, yeah, can, yeah. Can your daughter sublet it?
5: Yeah, they, they have said that we could find somebody who would uh, take her place and they'd uh, put the name of this new person on the contract and then they, they'd... they But I mean, I think that's... The, yeah, yeah, but that's... That's difficult for my daughter, th- no?
1: Yeah, of course it is. The only way you could actually yeah. even attempt to do it is to do an Airbnb. To Airbnb yeah, it for the three months different durations, especially if it's anyway yeah. central or... Uh, but uh, yeah. are, they, are they allowed Airbnb it?
5: No, 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 that's not allowed. No, you'd have to find somebody. That's the problem. You'd have to find somebody who wants it exactly from the yeah, date that yeah. she leaves to the date that of, yeah. of next year, which is kind of difficult to find somebody who's going to want exactly those months, you know, so. And I then you need to and find and they, someone,
1: you need to find someone, one, that wants, that, that that fits those three or four months, but also, yeah, also um, wouldn't panic after a few months and say, no, I don't want to leave. I've nowhere to go. Yeah.
5: Ah, yeah, and then that's true. Yeah, sure. You're into a, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do people get and fifteen
1: I, and a half thousand?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's all what, what is your
1: sorry, Brandon? What is the accommodation?
5: Um, well, she has a twelve and a half square meter room. She has a, her she has her own little bathroom inside, and then she has access. I think there are another three students who have similar rooms, mm-hmm. and they have access then to a kitchen and a kind of a common area. And, and that's it. Um, so it's not, it's so she, not uh, big she, or anything.
1: She has one room. Yes. And a and a small bathroom. Is it, you mean a, a shower yeah. room?
5: Yeah. She has like yeah her own little room and a shower. Well, a bathroom and and a place she can have a shower. And then and that's it. And then after that, she has access to the kitchen and to the common area. That's
1: it. So what is she going to do? It seems, that well, it is.
8: Yeah. Uh, to, um, uh, this I is, suppose...
1: Ugo is the name of the company, Y-O- yeah. Yugo. Uh, it is Ugo, yeah. Ugon. Uh, we have updated yeah. our license offerings to a 51-week license lent across our properties yeah. in Dublin for the 2024-25 academic year. This change is in response to growing demand over recent years from students wanting longer licenses that are in line with what is typically found in the private rented sector. Well, then, do, yeah. do, do you have to... Ch- if if some students, which I'm sure is true, if some students wanted to stay all year, let them.
5: Yeah. What's stopping you? What's stopping
1: you? Yeah. Must, must stop yeah. you, stop you yeah. Let them that's, under the current that's circumstances. the thing.
5: I mean, you can surely... You can offer both. You can offer people yeah. the whole year and you can offer people 40 weeks. And then I think they're in a much better position to be able to find somebody who wants to stay during the summer mm. or, or they can, you know, use it... For people who want to stay for a few days in Dublin or whatever, no, I'm sure there are lots of ways.
1: You go, you go. students, will however be able, will they? Will however be able to find a replacement?
5: Well,
1: that's I know. There's two, yeah. two meanings to that for it. Um To find a replacement to rent a room uh, on, or the room for a, for a period. ED to, e D June, E G June to August. All our all our yeah, students I, are able to seek a replacement for their license. And this is, we, we support our students with this every day. Once there is a yeah. replacement, we fully support transferring the license to another student for the remainder of the licensing period. God, that's, in other words, they're saying if you get somebody, once, once they, if they agree that they'll do 12 weeks, we we'll put their name yeah. on it. So I presume you won't be liable yeah. if the small room is anyway uh, damaged.
5: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know why. I mean, if we're going to pay for this, we have to pay for it quite you know before the summer, yeah. the summer before. You know what I mean? We're going to be paid for, yeah, it, I, I think, in August of next year.
1: Yeah, just to, fifteen
5: thousand five hundred. Yeah, and then for, I
1: suppose, are you to pony it up front.
5: Yes, yes. More. Wow. I think in some cases you can you can pay in two lots, but but I think uh yeah a lot of so, yeah you're right 20th,
1: the, we are changing the offerings they're saying uh, the phrase they use is we have updated our license offerings to a 51 mm-hmm. week license lent across the properties in dublin for 24 or 25 academic year which as you say is next august september mm-hmm. Um but they they want the, mo- the, the money up front and you have to decide mm-hmm. now whether you're taking it or not
5: Well, that's, yeah, that's what they've they've sent uh, an email on the 30th of October saying that we have two days. And, well, what they'd expect now is for us to pay a 500 euro deposit. And I can't really see anywhere where they say that they would, if we'd changed our mind between now and then, if they'd actually refund that deposit or whatever, you know. So, I don't know.
1: Okay. No, Um, that's very, seems very harsh.
6: Very harsh. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, and, and I
1: know, I know that the city of Dublin, anyway, and indeed, further out, is just a hedgehog of tower cranes, building what looks yeah. like apartment blocks everywhere. Um, yeah, I don't know how yeah. soon they'll come on, uh, come, yeah, come on yeah. the market, and I know what people. But basic economics, you know people say they they leave them empty. But basic economics is, is about supply and demand. And if supply increases, surely there should be yeah. some relaxing in the market. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a very yeah. difficult one. A very difficult one. 15,500 yeah. just for accommodation. Yeah.
5: For a small, a small just room. Just for a bed, yeah. And a, a yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Okay, Brendan. Um, yeah. Thanks indeed. That's Brendan, Brendan O'Born. Good evening, Brendan. Joe at rt.ie 51551 is our text number. Talk to Joe on
0: 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe
1: on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.E. The Jewish Chronicle are reporting, looking at it there during the break, that the Israeli government have given a list of the 50 hostages they want uh, released in this uh, tranche, these these four or five days, and prominent on that list are women and children and one of the first names you will read on that list, according to the Jewish Chronicle, is uh, Emily Hand. And obviously we care for everybody uh, equally, but obviously Emily is uh, well known in this country because of the, uh, the incredible campaign of her father and indeed her stepsister, her father Tom. Uh, Lisa, good afternoon.
7: Good afternoon, Joel.
1: Lisa, you've contacted us. Why?
7: I've contacted about um, ADHD and how much we have no services. We have absolutely no services for ADHD. And Mm. I've been lucky enough to get a loan to get help for it. But I went to go down the private route. And actually, now, if I talk too fast, I've ADHD. I definitely Mm. have ADHD. And it's just, you know, I have this problem. I'm 44 years of age now. Right. Um, I've gone to the doctor for 24 years. I've been asking for help. My problem is, I've now wanted, I, I, now that I've after getting the of money to go for help, okay. I have to wait until March. I have to pay 400 euro to be assessed to tell me I have ADHD. Then I have to pay 600 euro to go to speak to a psychologist to tell me that I have ADHD. Right. Then I have to go, and this is all waiting. This is not going to happen tomorrow. And this is by paying this okay. amount of money. Yeah, yeah. And then I have to pay another fee. To the g p and then God knows how much the t- the medication's going to be caught co- to, to go going to cost um i just i've just lived in i i i shouldn't be living like this in my head it's like a mm-hmm. do you know what it's like it's like um a rabbit do you know the Duracell rabbit yeah, yeah, yeah. and now that I'm getting older i'm not able for to keep up okay. with my brain. And who so, who
1: introduced uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? Who introduced that phrase? If you haven't been diagnosed yet, I know. You it, I know
7: it has been out a long time. know. But who's been told a long you? Long
1: but who said it to you, Lisa? Well, my
7: mother. My mother has told me as well because she has said there's always been something wrong. Now, there's obviously not something wrong, but there's something not right with me for for all my life. Oh. I haven't been right. I haven't been, and it's only coming now that I'm getting older. I'm not able for my body and my brain anymore. Mm. I'm not able for my body anymore. And I'm, not- I'm sick of going to doctors and being diagnosed with tablets for depression, which is making me like w- w- feel like my tongue is too big and my mouth, I can't even speak. I've no peace in my head. My mm. head doesn't stop. My son said to me the other day, "Mom, why can't you sit down and have a cup of tea? Actually, this is kind of making me a bit upset now because I don't know why. I know I need to be diagnosed. I've done a lot of research into attention deficit disorder and I know a lot of people that are around me, friends, family, Mm -hmm. they all say it to me. They all um, say it to me. I, and if, I if have
1: any, it. If I, I know, has any GP said you might have AD? Yes, yeah. my GP okay.
7: recently, okay. I actually, where i in Kildare Town, I've been told not to say the name. Yeah, totally. But thank God, my la- I actually asked, because in the health centre in Kildare Town, they have, they have many doctors when you go in. So you don't just get the one doctor. Mm-hmm. So I asked for a specific doctor and he actually had to tell me to stop talking. During the during
1: my diag not okay. the diagnosis but he and said di- to me, he
7: needs to go and get help. Okay, and a di- and He gave a, me thank God he gave me the the letter to go that this is what I'm talking about the yeah. ADHD doc. So then but, when I got when I got the, the I said look I need to just get a loan of money so I can get uh-huh. help and now I can't even get help even private. Actually do you know what they're closed? Do you know they're actually cause th- th- there's no psychiatrist to pay privately, to give them my 1,150 euro so that I can get my life back. And I know other people have problems as well because I have a little business in, in Kildare Town and mm. I talk to people I put a story up on it and Joe you should see the amount of messages I get okay. off people about and not Lisa, getting it. I actually can't read them that much because I'm, I'm trying to look after my own mental yeah, health of
1: course of course and that's a priority but Lisa if if and when and as you say you don't think there's any if but if but you still have to be assessed and that's going to cost you yeah. th- 1350
7: by the way yeah um, that's before uh, I go to a doctor yeah, and then and, when I go to my okay. doctor he whatever his fee are and whatever the medication is,
1: and if if you do get the diagnosis of ADHD through that assessment, what does that what does that where, where does that gateway lead? What does it mean? For okay, you then? so I
7: have a friend of mine who his, her, 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 her son has ADHD. I'm not going to okay. speak about my own children right yeah, now, okay. but uh, my son has, is going, going through it. But I'm not going to talk about my children talk about adult ADHD and women with ADHD. Um. When I get the diagnosis, I know with this other man, this, he, got, he said to me, and I have a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine that got diagnosed with it, got the tablets for it and said, oh, is this what it's like to be a normal person? I just want to feel normal. I don't feel like I'm normal. Yeah. I actually get that bad where I have to, I was actually only there today, this morning with a client. I have to rub my head because it feels like I have a hangover I not I don't even drink this much anymore cuz I can't I get the hangover that too much but that's what it feels like and oh i rub rubbed my head like that Going, it's like a, it's like a fuzz and it's it's in the front of my brain and I'm trying to wipe it away hmm. it's like a hangover in my brain and Lisa, have you
1: been on, uh, you say you've, uh, you've, but what are the diagnoses you've actually got so far? Do you mind me I asking? haven't
7: got any diagnosis because nobody would give it to me. Yeah, but no, someone they've said. They me antidepressants.
1: Yeah, so they've diagnosed depression.
7: Yeah, which I don't have depression. Anybody that knows me and follows me on my stories, and I'm, they, 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 one client said to me the other day, she said, Jesus, Lisa, she actually came over and gave me a hug. She said, I just always thought that you were mad and you are real happy. And I am happy. I'm not depressed. I just have a problem in my head that needs to be leveled up. I, my relationships, my friends, my family, i cut someone off in two seconds and I wouldn't even think about it. And I have done that because I don't have a filter in my brain. When I start speaking, I can't stop talking as you can probably hear now because I'm getting more emotional. Mm. I can't stop talking and I'm sure if some psychiatrist is listening out there, they're going to say, to, so my doctor said it to me in two seconds he said to me can you stop talking and let me type out your letter of of uh, your oh. reference but so people to like talk. women should not people shouldn't in this country people should not have to live like this without getting help. There should be more help and it's for mm. all spectrum I'm not going to speak about anyone else because I have all a lot of messages but for me, for me, I need help. I need help and I cannot get help through the public sector, through private health. now. I might have to, and another friend of mine said to me, Lisa you've lived with this for 44 years. I said yes I have, but I have the money now and why can't I get help tomorrow? Why can't I get help today? Because there's no help I wrote to Stephen Donnelly and then I got passed on to somebody else oh that, that's another person and that's why I've been I've gone to every platform and I won't stop until I get help and until other people get help for ADHD because I'm getting very emotional because I don't mm. live like this anymore I don't want to live sometimes Joe i would be making a cup of tea yeah. and I say why am I here what is my purpose and I don't have suicidal thoughts I don't want to die but I want to why am I here why am I? Why is my head not stopping?
1: And did any of the you've been prescribed? Did you say different medication? Yeah, and, and they make
7: me feel like my tongue is too big on okay. my head. I, I speak like that, and I can't even function. I lie in the bed; it's even worse.
1: And when you say to you to your medic, don't name anybody. If you say to your I'm medic, yeah, and that's fine. You're grand. If you say to a medic that that, that medication doesn't work for me. It's actually just... I have
7: been and I swear Joe I can tell you now I've, been, I've often been standing I remember two years ago at Christmas standing in my nightdress and I was begging for help I said I noticed something not right with me and with that then they prescribe antidepressants I keep saying this mm. I, they keep on prescribing me with the wrong t- and I actually only recently went to a doctor not the one that thank God someone listened to me I'd love to say his name because thank God he listened to me and he helped me. The one before that said, oh, there's no help for ADHD. Okay, well, tell us I about, looked at and went, what?
1: OK, well, tell us about the doctor who did help you. I don't want his name or well, her name. You
7: know what, I swear to God. How See, did he, they help you? How he, did they help you? He has helped me because he said to me, he looked at me and went, you have it. And he had to tell me to be quiet while, while he wrote down the note for me to go to the ADHD doc. Hmm. which as I said, I went on to that, I wrote emails to them and as I said, the list is endless and and they're all closed because a lot of people are trying to get diagnosed so obviously there's no space for people to to, to go to. There's no more, there's no spaces.
1: Is there specific medication for ADHD?
7: Yes, there is specific okay. medication. I've told you that already. I, I Sorry, my fault. Okay,
1: but but Lisa, yes, there
7: is, and she said, but, but the does, minute she went on it, she okay. felt normal. This was, your, this friend. It, okay. normal. This was this your friend. Was okay, said, this is, there, uh, is what normality feels like. But, I want to feel normal. Why should I not feel normal? Exactly. Why can't but I why? get a psychiatrist? But what a medic
1: prescribe ADHD medication.
7: No, a medic can't do it, a a psychologist has to do it. It
1: has to do the assessment.
7: I got an email off a client the other day. So the assessment, the the assessment... Just just one second, she walked into James's hospital and wouldn't leave without getting a psychiatrist so that she could get a diagnosis to be put on. I'd be told I have bipolar. They didn't even give me medication for that. They just, all they did was told me not to drink. This is when in my 20s. Of course i was going to drink in my 20s. And I don't look bipolar. Mm-hmm. I've been diagnosed all my life.
1: So you're saying the ki- the gateway... To you getting the medication for ADHD, which you believe, and a number of medics have said to you in conversation, that they they yeah. believe you you probably have and friends to get...
7: and family people that are Okay, well, that are close yeah, to
1: be... yeah, but they they they're not medics; they wouldn't know. But no, but, but they anyway, I take I take your no point. Noise. There's enough. There's enough people with ADHD yeah, around. now for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but you're saying the only way you can get access to that medication is by having this assessment for thirteen hundred and fifty, which in one sense uh, is is I know. Oh, it's a big big amount but you're saying if that's not bad enough in terms of the money I have to wait till next year before I can yes. even pay for it privately
7: yeah so now I have the money to do it of which I have to get a lend of I don't have money yeah, you I have know. a thousand euro just that. I have to get a lend of this money which I could do you know what I mean because yeah, like I need to look other out yeah, yeah. and I still can't get help I still can't get help
1: and I just wonder, you said you're in Kildare, I just wonder is there anywhere in the country where there is private assessment available? I've looked
7: everywhere, there's ah, okay. a place in dunleary they're closed, I've looked, i I'd travel anywhere to try and get help for this. Yeah. I can't get help, if, you, if, you, if you're on a computer in front of you, go to ADHD doc, Scroll. psychiatrist closed, psychiatrist mm. closed, so even if I do get assessed... Where do I go from then? Okay, listen, there's a piece of paper. I have ADHD. Where's the psychologist? Because there's none. Their list is too... They're closed for the foreseeable future. And if anybody's listening, please email you and email me then and tell me where to go.
1: And when you go on to the HSE website where they say they have a list. I went
7: on to them and okay. I wrote them a, long, a, a really long email telling them all about my life and how it's affected my life. And because I'm getting older, it's affecting me even worse because I'm getting older because I can't keep up with myself. And they wrote back and said, there's hmm. a list. I actually had the email. Um, they, uh, they wrote me back. They did write me back, but it wasn't even a, a person email. It was automated.
1: And they're saying they're setting up more clinics. They're yeah, in, they're in the process. Yeah, of. now
7: only about two months ago, and I tell you, Joe, I go every month to the doctor. I would go a monthly to the doctor, and then the, finally, the last doctor that I went to, finally, someone listened to me after twenty odd years of going. Okay. I am I'm, I'm down on like I just knew I went to there as well. They were uh, mental health clinic okay. in Kildare Town, and they diagnosed me with bipolar and gave me nothing.
1: And how are you, There's not look,
7: enough help for people out there. And
1: does it vary from day to day, Lisa, or time to time, no, even, every single even within, day, Joe, the, day, I, even within I, the day?
7: No, every single day, the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, I am not right in my head. I am not right. I've constantly got a fuzzy feeling in my head. I've, okay. I can't stop. I can't. Like You can hear it by me. I don't shut up either. Mm. And then when I start, I, I've no filter. So that, that affects my relationships in my life. I have no filter. I'll, and then I just can go on and on and on. I can't... I find it very hard to work with other people because I can't, ha, like, have someone oh. tell me what to do. That's another huge one as well. I can't, tell, I can't have anyone tell me what to do.
1: What did that person say to you in the shop, Lisa? I always thought you were just what, a very talkative, bubbly she person. Said,
7: she said to me, I always thought you were really going mad and real happy.
1: And you replied?
7: Because I do do a lot of stories and a lot of people do follow me and they just say, they she was like, you're mad. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm not happy, Joe. I am happy and I do have a good life and yeah. my kids are amazing. But I just, Brilliant. I, just, I have a problem Brilliant. and I need help.
1: Okay, well, Stephanie Mahoney, one <laughs> joe at rt.ie. 0818 Stephanie Mahoney, you're listening to Lisa.
6: Hello, Joe. How are you?
1: Good, thanks. You remind
6: me, you spoke to my son many years ago about his ADHD and doing his junior search and everything. Anyhow, I'm listening to poor Lisa there, God help her that girl needs a lot of help and Mm. she could contact ADHD Ireland I did You did and were they any help?
7: No, I I was just saying that there I got an automated message back Anyone I've talked to, Stephen Donnelly I've spoken to TDs in my local town and I've just got literally automated messages back
6: Right, well, what I'm saying is uh, you could try mm-hmm. them again. They, may, they have, may have been out of the office that day, but they are. They help uh, families, young people and adults. They do an amazing job and they may be able to help you and maybe get you involved with a group of adults that are in the same situation as you are because it always helps to talk to others and realise you're not alone in this situation. And they also could give you good advice and help by getting... A diagnosis. Uh, to see a medic, a psychiatrist or whatever, whoever, for your condition.
7: The Minister sorry, okay, for goodness. the Mental Health for older people is Mary Butler.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very
7: active. Mary Butler is, is the Minister okay. for
1: Stephanie, Mental Stephanie, uh, uh, stay with us, Lisa. Things, yeah. Stephanie, are you aware that there is uh, even a, a delay in private assessment of very AD? Very aware,
6: Joe, we are indeed, okay. very, very aware. We hear from people every day and um, that that waiting this for so long both privately and publicly
8: mm-hmm.
6: but uh, she could try again and see what advice they can give her and I say even if she got to talk to other people and found out what routes they went down to get help
1: okay we have say stay with us stephanie and lisa we have orla holland on the line orla good afternoon good afternoon joe how are you um you've some okay you've some sharing with with lisa go ahead orla
9: I do. Well, the first thing I wanted to say was, Lisa, I can completely relate to exactly how you feel. And I completely and utterly understand the the frustration that she's feeling right now. I was in that exact position myself around April of this year. Now, the slight difference for me was I had no clue up until I eventually got my diagnosis that actually I had ADHD because symptoms of ADHD are... Some of them. are, Well, ADHD in itself is 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 um, invisible, if you like. You know, it's it's in your head, so you can actually think that it's related to an awful lot of other things. And I had been going down the route of HRT. I was perimenopausal, and okay. I was forty nine. Eventually, when I got my diagnosis, now the reason I was terribly surprised was that even though when you you know with the with this new lens of the diagnosis, looking back mm-hmm. on my life, I could absolutely see it. It was very clear. At the same time, I had been masking my symptoms and I had adopted coping strategies. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, I looked very, you know, successful. I had gone through college. I had a good career. And it was only when I hit perimenopause that I absolutely hit rock bottom. Mm. It was like being hit by a train, Joe. I couldn't function. I couldn't actually cope Mm. with life. And Lisa's, Lisa's descriptions there were... You know her brain and body it just isn't i that's exactly what I used to say I used to say i don't have enough to to, to look after the family, to do, you know, to run yeah. the house, everyday life, keep up a full-time job. It was just impossible. So I eventually, it was an article I actually read about ADHD and what I ended up doing, and this is where I'm hoping I can help Lisa, is I did go online. Now, I do a lot of my work online, so I'm quite happy to do meetings okay. online. So I got my diagnosis through telemedicine with a fantastic company and I have a couple of them that I can send Lisa messages if you put me in touch with her afterwards. If, she,
1: if she's willing, yeah, yeah.
9: And I can tell you that um, the only reason I rang in is that I have been sharing my story on my own Facebook page, just on Orla Holland, I made it public because I've been inundated with messages from people I know and people I don't know who are in the same position that I was and that Lisa is in and it's just not good enough. We are the forgotten, Mm. the invisible, the ones that are left behind and it's absolutely horrendous and the problem is you're already extremely vulnerable, you're already very low, you're questioning yourself, And yet you have to find the strength to completely advocate for yourself. Number one, to get through the first gatekeeper, which is your GP. And she is very lucky she has a supportive GP. The amount of women that come to me that their GP says them, but you can't have it. You're not a boy. You can't have it. You have a degree. You can't have it. You have a full-time job. That's absolutely untrue. And then once they get the referral from their GP, they're running into the same difficulty that Lisa is with these waiting lists. So there's definitely some, I can tell you, in the last four weeks, I've helped about five women um, and they have recommended these companies to me. They have gone to them, they've gotten their diagnosis and they're on the path to recovery. Because if it is, sorry, one last thing, if it is connected to menopause, which it may well be, as your oestrogen levels decline, okay. so too does your dopamine. And dopamine, those of us with ADHD, particularly undiagnosed ADHD, we're not even aware that we're in a dopamine deficit already, Joe. Okay, And
1: so Arlie, you have a shocking statistic there, um, which backs up what Lisa is saying. The average age for diagnosis of ADHD yes. in women is...
9: 38. Oh, gosh. Isn't that just shocking, Joe? The more So when I, when I actually got my own diagnosis, I went into what we would call in the ADHD world as hyper-focus, and I haven't stopped studying it and reading about it, and I've become passionate about helping other women. It's not my job. I don't, I'm not selling anything. I'm not, it's yeah, literally yeah, just yeah, yeah. because I read an article that someone was happy enough to share, and that literally saved my life. And I can't tell you, I don't know where I'd be, Joe, if I hadn't gotten that diagnosis at the time. I was hitting rock bottom. That's the only way I can put it. And there was no help out there. So both for the menopause, I had to go and go private for that because I wasn't getting help through the with the HRT. And I won't go down there. I know that's another (laughs) another day's chat. But, uh, you know, I was still and I mean, in this day and age, you've done some amazing work on Lifeline, highlighting the issues around that this needs the same amount of work. I, I had to pull in on the side of the road. I'm actually working today and I pulled in on the side of the road because I had to get on and talk to you. I am so glad that Lisa called you and that started and, t- and started to talk mm. about this because it needs to be discussed. Women are being left behind. They're they're not functioning, Joe. People are losing their jobs. There are relationships are breaking up. The family life is being disrupted because we're not getting the help we need. It is underfunded, under-resourced, under-researched, and the, mm-hmm. do you know what? The only way we can help it is helping each other, and that's what I'm trying to do. And Arla,
1: can, can there is Lisa? I I know you 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 feel absolutely desperate at this stage, but what I'm Arlie, are, are you saying that they persevere and yeah? But you you will persevere, won't you, Lisa? You shouldn't have to, but Well, like it's
7: hard to say persevere job when you're know, literally know, like know, fighting the system for since yeah. I'm twenty. I'm 45. It's crazy. And I like a yeah. lot of people actually on my story said, "Oh, are you very perry." I just I okay, I, I made yeah, my. I do yeah, think yeah, that yeah. I just think I am getting too older and I'm not able for as much as I used yeah. to be. And I am yeah. driven like you just said there. I can't remember your name, sorry. But I, like Portland. I am driven. I am driven and I I, whatever I put my mind to whatever I'm interested in in. like I had to from a young age like I've done the LCA I'm not in my brain I'm not great in the head but in my brain with learning but I'm amazing with my hands
6: and like
7: I'm a beautician I God I love doing beautician and I stick with that because I love it but like you just said there there's other little part time jobs I can't stick them as I said because I can't I can't work as a team I can't let someone tell me what to do yeah, absolutely. And that's, like and the, I'm just thinking c- crying out yeah. for help and nobody's oh. listening to me. Oh, like I'm literally I'm on the end, edge of my, of my tether. I don't know where to... Like as I said, I did look up online. I've written emails now and I only started this on Monday because I thought, what, like, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah, I actually just don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, What's that's... the point? Like, are we going to have a brain like this? And all I need is is just to be diagnosed and to get on, like you just said, David, all I want to do is get diagnosed, be on the right path and live a healthy life and get me out of this head.
9: What Lisa needs is a psychiatrist diagnosis. So there's two ways you can get it done. Obviously, this is outside. We're we're not even discussing public and private. We're into step two. So she decided to go private. So you can get Which a private a diagnosis from summer. it is exactly what you can get a diagnosis from a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But to get access to medication, Lisa, it has to be a psychiatrist, I and know. that's a really important distinction. And they closed off till next exactly. year. Exactly. Now there is a couple. If you were willing to do an online meeting, there are some clinicians and some um, psychiatrists that run only online at the moment and there some of them have been in groups and then they've gone out on their own recently because of the demand that's out there so if you're happy to sit at a computer and do an online consultation you can get your full assessment both both of your, um, like two or three meetings. I had three with mine, and it was like they all have to have the very specific criteria to be qualified. They're registered with the Irish Medical Council. They're the exact same qualifications and levels as someone you would meet in person. And and, you can, and, and an
1: online assessment is acceptable, is
9: yeah. it, Arla?
7: hundred percent. Exactly news. the same. There's is no news, Is that
1: news to you, Lisa? That is news to me. Well, I that,
7: didn't know good. that. Well, and I wonder I'm how much good, good the news price is of that it's and how long price. the way you
1: so, so it's it is the same price. price and it is the yeah. List. Okay. I
9: need to take No, the
1: stay, waiting lists are way shorter. That's okay. Say say with us, Lisa, and stay with us all Joe at RT sure. Lisa, by the way, Lisa, I can't move on from this. It's it's flying around my head now. When when oh. you when you use that phrase a few minutes ago, I can't go on like this.
7: Mm. I don't want to die. I and know, I, that's great. You're not, you're not thinking... Te- like, no, I don't want to kill myself. Okay, okay, so brilliant,
1: brilliant, brilliant. You're not, you don't have suicidal ideation. No, i ID not suicidal, I don't, no, I said that
7: already. Brilliant. i not okay. not like I want to die. I sometimes I know, wonder why I'm know, just that phrase at
1: times, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stay with yeah. us, Lisa. Joe at RT.AU. Talk to Joe on 0818 715
0: 815. Joe! talk to joe on 0818 715 815 lisa
1: contacted us she is desperately trying to get uh, an assessment because you need a a, a particular uh, form of it, almost a triple lock assessment that you have a, that she has adhd because she wants to access specific medication for adhd she's 44 years of age she's been diagnosed she believes incorrectly with bipolar with depression and other things, but she has now got the money together. By the way, to go private, which is nearly fifteen hundred euro, uh, to get the assessment, and now she discovers that even to go private um, will be could be five six months away. Ken Kilbride is the CEO of ADHD Ireland. This is this what 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 uh, Lisa is experiencing? Can even when she's manages to. Uh, borrow whatever money to go private. She doesn't want to, but she feels she has to. Is that a common uh, experience, Ken?
8: I'd love to say with Lisa's same is different. You know, we've been saying this for years, Joe. Um, You know, even in Ireland, even if you have the money, you can't get the diagnosis. You know, there's very few services through the HSE. Um, And then when you can find a private clinician, they're usually long waiting lists.
1: And what about what Arla said, that you can't get an online, face-to-face, Zoom or whatever.
8: Yeah, yeah, certainly online. Yeah, that works as well. You find a lot of clinicians are doing that now as well. Um, And that's That's acceptable. Yep, Yep, absolutely.
1: Okay, and how many people going that route, Ken?
8: Oh, they're huge. I mean, if you look at the figures, Joe, um, you know, work with ourselves in the HSE, there's about 150,000 people in Ireland today with ADHD. Um, How many are diagnosed? We don't know. The HSE don't know either. But we okay. get only maybe 10 to 15 percent. So there's a huge, there's probably 130,000, 140,000 people out there, like Lisa, known there's something going on in their life, being diagnosed with anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. bipolar, being treated for them when it's actually underlying ADHD. We know about 15 percent of people going through mental health services with HSE, probably have undiagnosed ADHD, but they're not getting treated for it.
1: And does the medication, generally, I know you can't, but is, yeah, it, is the medication effective?
8: When it works, it really, really works, is the answer to that. And um, so, again, the, the, the science would say it works about 80% of cases, which means, you know, one in five, well, that's it doesn't. Lots
1: of lot. yeah, yes. it don't, uh, no. okay,
8: yeah don't um, you know. But you have to go through what's called titration, which, you know, they... Start a low dose, work it up. That doesn't work, they try a different medication, and then there could be medication in combination. So it can take a while to find the right medication for you.
1: The HSE in the statement, Lisa and the Canon, they say there are currently seven uh, adult ADHD clinics in place or at various stages of recruitment, but a further four. Recommended. Anyone with concern about ADHD can speak directly to the GP. But we know that. That's at least you've done all that, haven't you? You've done you're everything. Won. Your I host. Your
7: host. But it's all it's it's automated. There's no care. There's nobody gives. A, nobody cares about you. And not not that you want. You know, but it's just automated. It's like look, there you go. There's not. The system. Basically, it's turning to feck off. That's exactly what they're trying to say. They don't have any, any room on, on the system. I don't know. It's disgraceful. The public health sector, anyway, is it's absolutely disgraceful. And I wouldn't mind, in, in COVID, they said, oh, we're going to give all this millions of money for, to help people with mental health. I remember my daughter wasn't great in uh, with whores back in COVID. Mm. I had to pay €30, euro, €30 euro to talk to, so that, that she could talk to the doctor. I had to pay €30 euro before they, the phone call would be made. Before the phone call was made. Because she, she was yeah. in a terrible way in COVID. Like just okay. let everybody there. Where's all that money that he said that that the, the he's I can't remember the tea shop that said oh look at this so millions are going into her mental health. I don't see it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now we've a number of suggestions we'll give to you after the programme is off air, Lisa, in terms of we actually see a, see a number of names coming in and um, also that, that suggestion that Arla made. But again, we need your permission and indeed other people's permission to exchange your details. I'm sure they'll give it after uh, the programme. Lisa, thank you so much for contacting us.
7: Well, thank you very thank much, you. That wasn't easy. I that know. No, Dana, that, Do you know what was worth? Trying to shut up. <laughs> don't be <laughs>
1: Keep worried. Keep your mouth shut. Don't be worried. <laughs> you? Don't be worried.
7: Don't be worried. <laughs> Thank you very much for st- highlighting yeah, it. As well. And, and
1: stay, I'm sure stay in the warm, embrace, stay in that warm embrace of your family and friends, Lisa. Um, you have a lot uh, just looking at there's a lot of people rooting for you here a lot of people rooting for you here you fit a nerve Lisa thanks indeed that's Lisa uh, Brady I think i i my logo it's your second name I have now um, Lisa you're great you're great Orla Holland thank you Ken Kilbride ADHD Ireland uh, thank you indeed James Feeney on sound the broadcast coordinator Stephen Higgins Siobhan Hogan producing Ray Darcy's next
0: 0818-715-815 stays open until 315 p.m. Or email Joe at rte.ie.